Welcome to Somewhat Nerdy Radio. We are your hosts. I am Snarf Chris. I'm Danger. And I'm Critter. I've been throwing you off pointing at him first. You are bit, throwing us I, off. I, I'm like, I'm like, I'm sitting here. I, oh, he's I gotta be I gotta be honest with you. I think he likes going last because he's a, and I'm Danger. So he can drag it out a little bit. He can drag it more. out a little bit more. Um because <laughs> it seems like it's ending and then it's here comes And I'm Critter! <laughs> hey guys, wait for me! I'm here too! I'm I'm also important! So this is issue 14 of the Summer Nerdy Radio Podcast. Our nerd talk is going to involve forgotten TV shows that we still remember. And surprise, surprise, they're mostly cartoons. <laughs> uh, so there's a few different places you can follow us at, as usual. You can find us over at somewhatnerdy.com. Get in touch with us at somewhatnerdyradio at gmail.com. Uh, and, and of course, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Instagram. Uh, we have a merch store, so go buy t-shirts. And thank you for the few people that have brought t-shirts in the past couple of weeks. That's really awesome of y'all. Which ones did they buy? Some somewhat nerdy logo shirts. And I think we might have sold a wrestling shirt. Maybe. Possibly. So there will be links to that in the show notes page. The wrestling shirt is pretty cool. Yeah, we have a old school WWF or WCW, one of those, uh, logo thing. It was WWF. It was WWF. It definitely was WWF. Uh, I don't know much about wrestling. How's this? Yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah, so go check out our merch page. And if you're following us on iTunes or Stitcher, feel free to leave us an honest review of all the stars and that we are the greatest ever. Honest. Honest in the comments and then always five stars. So you can leave us five stars. Y'all have a word for that. I don't think you can say on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) From Watch Mouth? Yeah. It's a Ken hate, explains it well. It's a it's a hate <laughs> relationship. There you it's go. It's a hate love relationship. Um. Uh, so again, this is one podcast in the somewhat nerdy radio, somewhat nerdy podcast network. I'm gonna I'm gonna remember that one in days. the somewhat nerdy radio podcast sphere. There you go. There's also Billiam. Future Flicks was Billiam. He does a movie podcast weekly where he tells you about the movies you should be watching every single week that's coming out to theaters, and he also had those movie reviews. Awesome podcast. Very, very, very smart. Uh, awesome dude that does it, too. So uh, that's weekly, every Wednesday. And there's a Nerds of the Square Circle, which is a weekly wrestling podcast, which I am also co-host on. So. Coming from the guy who just said, oh, I don't know much about wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> well, compared to the other guys that are on the wrestling podcast, I don't know much about Oh, yeah, wrestling. you definitely are the noob in that show. Before we get into the news and everything, uh, how y'all been? Critter. Well... I'm going to go ahead and say still haven't gotten my Ghostbuster cartoons. However, Crackle has released another group of episodes. Really? Yeah. So it's like season four on to season five. Okay. So that they just re- they released those now. Um, Do they get rid of the old ones? Yes. Oh, that's crap. Man. Yeah. Crackle's kind of, kind that's of weird, huh? horrible about that. Because yeah. like, they give you a couple days to watch them. Mm-hmm. So they're like, you have to binge these. And you know, sometimes I don't want to binge something. Especially something you've seen before. Well, no, I mean, it, it's just, I have other things I need to watch, you know? A lot of things on my nerd my nerd plate that I gotta watch, you know? Yeah, you gotta treat your attention like currency, you know? You can't be paying attention to everything all the time. That's gotta right. save that stuff for Ghostbusters and uh, whatever <laughs> whatever other cartoons you're plucking out of your nostalgia. Hey, man, those, those, they, those hold up. They do. I almost want to go buy you uh, a box set somewhere just to find it. Well, the, just so you can own it. Unfortunately, the box sets are three hundred and some odd dollars. I'm not spending three hundred something dollars. I don't blame you. Yeah. I don't blame. I'm gonna, I, find, I, I'm gonna find it somewhere else. I've, I've tried to. I've tried to find it. I'm gonna burn the disc myself and make a firehouse just for you. 
<laughs> is that the only thing you've been up to? Yeah, pretty much. I haven't been doing a whole lot. Um, you know, I'm involved doing the other podcast, Watch Your Mouth. So, you know, in that in the off time between this show, I work on that show a lot. That keeps me pretty busy between work and then the podcast stuff. How about you, Danger? How's everything <laughs> been in your life? Well, I've just been working a whole lot. Man, y'all are boring. Good God. Well, I put together a presentation for Baton Rouge Community College. Okay. Uh, they have a very low graduation rate, and they have a very low retention. I've put together a program, an idea, a concept that I need to present to the chancellor about how ideal students, like exceptional students, could we could adopt a high school and then they would send those students out to the high school to tutor children from that high school. Oh, I thought it was going to be a Dungeons and Dragons type thing. No, it's not Dungeons and Dragons. Everything comes just, full circle I, to Dungeons I, I, and Dragons. I wanted to teach Dungeons and Dragons school. You know? Mages and lightning bolts. It would just be one step over a creative writing course. But so, there you go. Yeah. I, I will tell you this. The one thing I did forget to mention, and it was something I did do, I went to Myrtle's Plantation, which is one of... Uh, Louisiana's most haunted houses. Yeah, you know, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I had the. You stayed there. Right? I stayed there. I had the EMF thing and all kinds of stuff. How was it? It was, it was fun. There was only one really kind of creepy thing that happened, but you know, it, again, I'm kind of skeptical because it was just one of those. Yeah. Tell me about it. Well, okay, so we were on this ghost tour, right? And this lady was talking about ghosts and you know the people that have died in the house. And then all of a sudden, that one of the doors just opened. Now. When I say open, it didn't like creak open and it didn't fly open all like all violently. It was like if you were just to walk into a room normally, like a mm-hmm. Kramer style, hey, type thing. Someone, the door opened and then she just go, you know, everybody was just, and everybody's really kind of in the group was like wanting to believe, you know. One guy's like, oh, I got a picture of a little girl on the staircase in the mirror, in the haunted mirror. And I was like, really let me see and i look and i'm just like it's kind of blurry i'm not seeing it looks like a fingerprint (laughs) it's one of those things well uh, it doesn't look like much so you're just kind of like yeah man that's cool that's cool (laughs) i took a lot of pictures of that mirror and i got nothing yeah me too i got i got nothing on it i mean it's really nice fun house to go i would like to do it because the restaurant's really good yeah I, I, like, in, do they serve alcohol the whole time? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, because all pictures of you with drinks. Oh, I, I brought. I brought oh, okay, there you too. go. Man, like I'm, go- like, I'm going to a place with that alcohol. He's got a backpack ice chest. He does. That he brings over to the house every single podcast. <laughs> well, I, I also, okay, so my girlfriend really likes wine. That's, like, her kind of alcohol of choice. And I, I love it, too. Let's be honest. I, I buy box wine. It's it's economical. Trust me. There's there's some benefits to it. It's true. It's the cheapest per ounce, and the quality is less than hobo quality. <laughs> It's no the quality. I mean, it's there. better than hobo quality. It's, That's what I mean. Yeah, the quality say. is yeah. there, and not to mention, it keeps its flavor for over a month. So it's sealed. Yeah, and if you if you open a bottle, you're like, "That's a commitment." You have to drink. You it. have to drink that bottle. You can't just say, "I'm just gonna have a glass here and there." You're like, "No, no, no! You finish that bottle tonight because it loses all of its flavor." So I have these little nylon bags that I fill with wine, and I'm getting drunk. Still, nothing weird happened. Not seeing anything, and I'm just like, "Come on, man!" Meanwhile, people are running around like, I saw a colonel. He had a mustache <laughs> and he had a hat and he was yelling, charge. And I'm like, dude, really? <laughs> I was like, and, this, so, and the, they're running around at like 11 o'clock at night around the plantation grounds. And I'm just like, uh, they're, they're yelling this stuff. And I'm sitting there drinking wine going, shut up, you're drunk. <laughs> nice how much is it to actually stay there uh actually it, it varies um okay. they have cheap rooms from like 140 a night uh-huh. to about 500 okay all right 
I want to do it because me and my wife saw, saw your pictures and I was telling her about it. I was like, man, this would be fun to go do. It's really nice. Yeah. I mean, the town's really nice. It's... I've been there. Yeah. Um, during like there was some kind of like craft show they would do out in the front yard or something like that. I mean, it's really not as big as you think. I get there and I'm thinking plantation. You're thinking this. Is big... that the first time you've been there? It was the very yeah. first time, but I've I've heard ghost stories about it from friends of the family. It's <laughs> a pretty famous place as you go to. Like every ghost show has been there or something like that. So. Yeah, they're one of the more notorious haunted sites. But the way they explain everything that happens in this in this house, it's like, hey, ghost, just you're gonna see a ghost, and you're just kind of like, all right, cool. And then I'm just sitting there going, still nothing. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> I guess I'm the only one that's not seeing anything. Hmm. It would yeah. be pretty cool to rally a, a group of a group of people and go spend some time in those cabins, though. It was a nice, it's a nice little area, even without ghosts. It is. It's it's pretty nice. Forgot about that, and I kind of. Should touch base on that. It's kind of nerd-related. Me being a amateur Ghostbuster, I guess. Good God. <laughs> Randall. I, so I had did. a Ghostbuster shirt with me. I, I, of course I should have wore the, the, the jumpsuit. The whole, the whole jumpsuit. Just Why showed not? up wearing a proton pack in the, in the house like, yep, everything seems I'm, to be okay. You got the little Egon device? Well, like, I did have an no, EMF no, no, detector. No, 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 no. Well, no, 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 no. His was a PKE meter, which measures uh, photokinetic or photokinetic energy, and this is an EMF electromagnetic field. Is that the one that Kristen Wiig had with her faulty ghost science and the new Ghostbusters? I don't, film? I don't remember. I, uh, I, I didn't I take all of it into mind. Let's not bring that up again. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Not photokinetic. Psychokinetic. Psychokinetic. Yeah. yeah. I've been drinking. I had a booze. So I had a ecto cooler, and my friend got me Satsuma liqueur. How was it? Pairs very nicely. Does it? Yes. It smells good. It was really good. So now let's just move along. What have you been up to, Chris? Uh, nothing. Nothing at all. I rearranged the convo. Oh, and yet, yet we're boring. <laughs> you rearranged your sock drawer and we're boring. <laughs> I, I like rearranged it. the whole entire comic book room. It opens the it up. podcast station is kind of not in the middle of the room anymore, or more in the middle of the room, but it feels like we have more room. Yeah, yeah I guess because since it's over by the closet... Yeah. So, and then I moved all my shells and all the action figures off the wall, which was kind of a pain and kind of nerve-wracking. And now I have a blank wall in my my room, which has never happened before. You'll just have to fill it with more yeah, toys. Yeah, I'm going to have to. There are there. absolutely things that you could put there. Yeah, there is. I, and there's like a closet full of stuff that I don't hang right. out, so, and I don't have room. I really want to hang more posters, because I have like artwork, like original artwork and signed stuff that I need to hang up. But I have those uh, filmation and animation cells that I started collecting for some strange reason that sit in the closet. I need to hang this. Other than that, uh, I haven't been doing much of anything other than the wrestling podcast, which is a weekly Keeps you thing. Busy, huh? That is like three days worth of work. You know, get off work, work, you know, my job, job, come home, record a podcast, go to sleep, wake up the next day, go to work, work. Come home, work on editing podcasts, post it, and then promote it for you know that day. It's a lot of work. Yeah, I, well, I know. And you got to see those nerds every week. Yeah, I do have to see those guys every week, y'all. I see like once a month, <laughs> and, that, and that's enough for you, isn't it? You're like, God, thank God they left. <clears throat> you know the problem with the wrestling podcast too. Not a problem. It's a problem for me. It's in the middle of the week, so I can't drink. Oh. You know, it's like a Wednesday night that we record, so I can't like sit here and drink a bunch of beer. You just have to have natural courage. Can't imbibe that liquid courage. <laughs> uh, so we're going to go right into the news. Doom! I did watch Star Wars Rogue One. Did you? Yes. And? I, you know, opinion confirmed. That's all I'm saying. It's just a terrible film all around. <laughs> oh, man. that's I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. Heavily disagree. <laughs> 
I don't even know what to say to you right now. Just, you know, Chris, I'm starting just to see. Go ahead. I'm starting to not like some of our friends. Yeah, I, I'm starting to. <laughs> Randall agree with not you. liking Star Wars. Billiam liking Ghostbusters. It's just, it's too much right yeah, now. Yeah, Billiam. It's just too Explain much. Explain to me how you can consider it a good film when no characters were developed, no love story was truly developed, and they presented it as such as as at the end. It's presented as like, oh. We found each other. No, they didn't. There Too were two late. people that were about to die. If me and you were sitting on a beach and there was an explosion heading towards you, man, I'm going to hold you too. Man, I ain't hugging you. Get off of me. Die like a man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good movie. Shut up. We're, um, the last full podcast, I think it was issue 13. Yep. Yeah. 13, we talk about Star Wars. So go back and listen to that and go disagree with danger because he's wrong and he doesn't like star wars i will say that it added extra gravity to the opening scene mm-hmm. of a new hope it definitely does yeah it's so. the whole we're on a diplomatic mission and vader going i literally just saw you fly out of there <laughs> i literally just saw you fly out of there and had to kill a whole lot of people to get to you just really <laughs> stop lying to me it's like lying to a cop it really is like where he saw you do something Oh, I wasn't speeding. He's like, well, my radar says you were doing 75. He's like, that wasn't me. It's literally that. <laughs> okay, so anyway, let's go into something that I do think that's bad, unlike Star Wars. Since we recorded it last time, Ben Affleck's dropped out as the director for the Batman movie. Mm-hmm. Matt Reeves, which is a pretty good director, was in talks. Those talks broke down. He's not directing the movie. They pushed the movie back, and now the movie has no directors. And now the rumor is Ben Affleck's trying to get out of even playing the Batman ever again. You know what? This is this is the WB's fault. Ben Affleck, regardless of what you think about him as as Batman, which he is good, and I'm I. It's amazing, and I totally agree with that. And he's anyone that says otherwise is eh, you're wrong. But he's an accomplished writer and director. He has Oscars to prove it. Now, you can disagree and say a lot of this, 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 but I mean, he, it's multiple times he's won these awards for writing and directing. So there is something to be said. He is a good writer and director. Why they won't let him write a script that he wants to write and then direct the movie he wants to direct, let him do it. Yeah. He's good at it. If he wants... If he wants to take his time... Batman to go, go fly out into space and fight Martians like they used to do in the old comic books, let the man do it because I think in his hands, the movie's going to be way better than it is going to be in uh, Warner Brothers' hands. Exactly. I mean, I don't know if they're just looking for a quick cash, trying oh. to catch up with Marvel. Marvel put in the time since 2008 with Iron Man. They were like, they they washed their hands of every old movie they did. And they're like, we're starting over from they scratch. Won. And they did it and they did it right. And WB is just trying to play catch up now, which is being this horrible thing. And then... They're punishing the one person that could actually make Batman and this new DC extended universe good. Just, hey, no, we don't like anything you're doing because you're taking your time and thinking about the character. We want something now. So for all intents and purposes, the director for Flash has dropped out twice. They canceled that movie. It has no release date anymore. What? Yeah. Wonder Woman movie, I think we talked about on the last podcast, and the Justice League movie, everybody that's kind of involved in that behind the scenes says it's a mess so every single movie you're doing on a warner brothers is having problems warner brothers is the problem there's got to be some kind of group of executives who are like oh we really want this really stupid thing 
Or is Zack Snyder? I, I don't know. How, He's the only constant in all this. How can... But here's the situation. Warner Brothers also does the animated shows. Mm-hmm. The animated movies. Mm-hmm. The animated movies are great. They have a new one coming out with uh, Teen Titans. What was it? Teen Titans... Armageddon? No. Something. Yeah. Well, it's a new one coming out soon. And it looks awesome. Justice League Dark. I haven't is, seen it yet. I still have to go see yeah. it. Yeah. I don't... I think it's just came out or it's about to come out. But anyway, it's... That looks awesome. And every other animated uh, DC movie I've ever seen is amazing. How come those people can't just like, hey, let's just make the same kind of movie but live action? Mm-hmm. But WB just for some reason just looks at it as, nope, yeah, we're just going to ruin everything. Case in point, the Suicide <laughs> Squad uh, animated movie was awesome. Amazing. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I finally saw the live action Suicide Squad movie, which is... It's such a weird thing to watch a movie that has so many cool parts. So many good things going so for it. So many good things. And when you put all those good things uh, together, it was it was almost an unwatchable movie. There's so many stupid decisions of editing or story-wise. And you can tell that movie, I swear they wrote over a weekend, a bunch of guys got into a room, was a case of beer, drank, wrote the script. It was like, looked at it the next day, that Monday, and we're like, eh, good enough. Don't worry, we'll put a good soundtrack over it. It'll be just like Guardians of the Galaxy. The uh, Joker thing wasn't even in the movie long enough for me to either like it or hate it. It was okay. Like, I want to see more of it before I can make a decision on it. Harley Quinn stuff was really good, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, The Boomerang guy was awesome. I I want a whole movie just following Boomerang around. Boomerang was great, and so was uh, um, Amanda Waller. Yeah, she's terrifying. What's the name of the first member of the squad that dies? Slipknot. It is Slipknot. It is Slipknot, yeah. I was going to go, spoiler. But, but <laughs> do we know anything about him from the film? They, they, oh, no. He no. was there just Absolutely to get killed. Yeah. yeah, they quickly just showed you know, his backstory a bit about he can climb anything. That's his power. That's his power. <laughs> he can climb literally anything. But like I said, there's a bunch of good things in the movie. There really is. But it just you can tell it was rushed. Like They, they put it out. once, B-E-T. Yeah, and Killer Croc, which I love Killer Croc in the, um, the Batman universe, completely underused, which I, I guess is fine. I mean, He's how, totally how... a wicked character, and they could have done a lot with him. Yeah, they could have done a lot with him. So that kind of leads into our next news, because the crazy story of the week is Mel Gibson might be directing Suicide Squad 2. Well, you know, if you talk to Billiam uh, and him and Hacksaw Ridge... He apparently crushed it. I haven't seen Hacksaw Ridge personally, but you know, according to Billiam, the dude crushed it with yeah, that movie. Six Oscars and nominations. It, like it was apparently a really, really, really good movie. I don't really normally care for war movies, so I don't watch them. As it's hard for me to watch. Oh, I like yet. war movies. It's just I haven't seen it yet. He's right. not new to war movies either. No, he's not. God, no. So like ever since uh, Braveheart, <laughs> it's a it's a different kind of war movie. But he's yeah. also in those. Um, where the Indians, uh, he speaks the the language the Indians that they're wind talkers. Kind of wind talkers is that? The I thought that was Nicholas Cage. Is He's in Nicolas that. Cage? Was that directed by Mel that Gibson? That was totally Nicholas Cage. Never mind, Nick's that. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was in We Were Soldiers. We Were Soldiers. He was That's in We Were Soldiers. Yeah, I like Lethal Weapon. Man, those movies are awesome. I like Mel Gibson, even though he might be crazy racist. Lethal um, Weapon was a superhero movie. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I remember in the rumors early, 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 like this is the 90s, whenever they wanted him to play Wolverine. He's like, oh, man, he'd be a great Wolverine. I'm glad it never happened. But so I like Mel Gibson and it could be that weird professional kind of look 
onto a movie to make a good movie. Maybe Suicide, that's what Suicide Squad needs. He might demand a little bit more and be like, okay, this movie, I'm not going to put a bad movie out because I'm, I'm, I've never done that. Yeah, it's true. And he's another person that, uh, you know, has done really, really good movies or at least critically acclaimed movies. As crazy and weird as he is, he puts out some good stuff. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what they need is somebody that's like, okay, I'm not going to put out crap. I'm only going to put out well, something good. That goes yeah. back to the whole Ben Affleck thing and right. why he wanted to drop out. He's looking for an out because I feel like he's, he feels he's been slighted. Mm-hmm. When good enough's not good enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because DC's been settling for a lot of good enough and then the films just fall apart. Sex but they night. still make their money back from the box office. How Suicide Squad made movie, money? Made it, tons of money. Tons of money. Because tons of, of Harley, Harley Quinn. Oh, like, it was all their marketing. It's, yeah, it's like the trailer guy. It is trailer doing guy. his job. Trailer um, guy's crushing it because they used all that Deadpool marketing strategy, which was you know just fancy, good music, you know, quick, and basically everything that happens in the trailer didn't happen in the movie. No, Dead, at all. Deadpool, Deadpool didn't have the a soundtrack that was super great to speak of. Yeah, they had Salt and Pepper, they had mm. DMX, and that DMX song is awesome. And they had the Deadpool rap, which is unique because you, you kind of forget that movies used to do that. Remember? Everyone had their own song. Go for a Ninja, movie. go Ninja, go. Ray Parker, uh Ray Parker Jr., Ghostbusters, you know, Bobby Brown, Ghostbusters too. Everyone had those and that was a nice thing and Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. Well Ninja Turtles still did it. I mean they had that song with Wiz Khalifa and a couple other people. Shell Shock. Nice. That was a good song. But you know, but Deadpool rap was ridiculous. And I don't know if you ever heard it. It's it's in that montage scene when he's Where's Francis? Where's Francis? And he's discovering his outfit in that montage of Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're playing uh, the Deadpool rap during that. Oh, maybe I just never paid attention. You don't, but that song is amazing. Oh, I'm going to go back and listen to that. And uh, there there was more of just random ridiculousness for marketing. I think Deadpool kind of broke the mold with this, and so a lot of people are kind of latching on to the same kind of thing. Like, screw it, let's just do good marketing and people will go see it because of this. Suicide Squad took on this bright, colorful, a lot of pinks, a lot of lime mm-hmm. greens and teals, uh, you know, these very bright, eye-catching colors that, like, hey, check it out. And honestly, it might have been enough for people to go, yeah, I'll check it out. I see that. I'll go look. Mel Gibson. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm all right. I, I, I like David Ayers now. They got a directed Suicide Squad one. He's a, he's a good director. What else has he done? Fury. Okay. Uh, the Tank movie. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, a, he's a good guy. Let's go on to something that is surprising the hell out of me, and I'm pretty sure on this podcast directly, I probably talk crap about it because I don't like the Fox X-Men movies. Logan has a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes right I have now. been seeing a lot of very positive things about Logan. Like, this is boggling my mind. Maybe Trailer Guy didn't have to really stretch and bend the truth this well, time. Well, honestly, the trailer, the trailer was good, but it wasn't like the other stuff that just gets you super pumped. Like uh, like it like trailer guy did for Batman mm. vs Superman because that was just put together so well that it was a total disappointment. Logan let made you think that there could be so much more to be desired with this. I mean, they they didn't really show a whole lot. I thought the trailer was going to be false advertisement. I was like, the movie's tone is not going to be like the trailer that they put, the two trailers that they put out. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's no way the movie's going to feel like that. And apparently, the movie feels that way, which is... When people are passionate about a project, it shows. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Hugh yeah. Jackman has been very passionate about this, especially, again, after the success of Deadpool. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, all right, I'm doing it that way. I want to make a movie that I can finally say, hey, this is... If Look, this is my this last movie. hurrah, yeah. I'm going to make it what I want. So he took the pay cut, got the R rating, 
did it the right way. Ninety six. It, it'll probably go down a little bit, but still, that's that's a high ranking. That's right really off the high. Back, so yeah. I'm just I'm just really surprised about it. I haven't heard any spoilers or anything like that yet. I'm still wondering if he's going to wear the outfit sometime in the movie. I'm hoping he does because if it's going to be his last time doing it, it might be the last time we could see him in a Wolverine suit, which is kind of ridiculous since it's been like 15 years or something like that <laughs> since he's played the character. Have y'all seen the Avengers Infinity War teaser? It's more of a documentary. Documentary teaser. Yeah, thing. I watched parts of it. I wasn't really into the documentary aspect of the whole thing. That didn't thing. instantly pop, pump you up for that movie? That I'm we're pump- not going to see in like in a year? I'm, I mean, I'm, I totally stay pumped for it. I yeah, know. I'm pumped for the movie mm-hmm. regardless. It has nothing to do with... I. You know how I like to avoid that kind of stuff. Because right. to me, it kind of spoils things. Yeah, I didn't need them to drone on. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Thanos. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to... I have all the faith in the world that they're going to put together a good movie. Yeah, because it's Marvel. All they keep doing is proving how they're able to do that. Even with with characters that weren't even that big. Ant-Man. Well, pun intended. Mm-hmm. Well, not intended, but now it is. Um, Ant-Man was never a really super huge character. I mean, in the Avengers he was. Iron Man wasn't even a huge character. I know, character. he was tier two at best. Yeah. And now he's just like leading Marvel and sales and things. And, you know, the whole oh, pure example of Guardians of the Galaxy, nobody even heard of before they were going to release a movie other than me. Well, no, I, I knew... uh, other than like your real diehard comic book payments. Yeah, you know? and I didn't know that much about mm-hmm. them, you know. So yeah, and they're able to take those kind of characters and flesh them out in a way that you love these people, and their comic book sales go up. Their everything goes up about them. So it's it's gonna be awesome. So I have no no doubt about it. It's the scene in the teaser documentary thing is when it's Peter Quill, Peter Parker, and Tony Stark all sitting there. And then it gets ruined for me because Peter Parker talks in his British accent. Um. You know, that happens a lot. That yeah. happens a lot with the... There's so many British actors that play American people. And it boggles my mind because I can't do an accent to save my no, life. And these guys especially are, for a whole movie. These guys are seamless. <laughs> that scene is really cool to see them together. Uh, the rumor is the scene that they're in on the teaser is the same thing in Age of Ultron. Remember when Tony Stark has that vision of all the Avengers being dead on the steps? That's the same scene. So it's it's got to be like Thanos's either floating throne room thing that they never explain that this floats out in space while he sits down and tells everybody else what to do. You mean like in Thor Ragnarok's uh, Team Thor? Oh. <laughs> he's like he's a purple guy, purple guy in a floating chair. Have you seen that? <laughs> no. Oh my god! Oh my it's amazing. god! It's, I want a whole movie about that. Well, Thor just living on Earth, just trying to be normal. The guy that directed with a roommate. Yeah, with a roommate. The guy that directed that is directing Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing because he did that What We Do in the Dark, that mockumentary of vampires living together in New Zealand. I loved that movie. That movie was so great. You know, <laughs> and it has, you know, the Flight of the Concords guy, guys, uh, yeah. Jermaine. It is so funny, but so dry at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, and Chris Hemsworth has a lot of great comedic timing he was good in ghostbusters he was funny in ghostbusters as evidenced by the newest ghostbusters he was film. funny in ghostbusters but it shouldn't have been like that let's get off of that anyway he has great comedic timing and that little little scene if they wanted to do a whole thor being goofy movie i'd watch it i mean would it fit into the marvel universe no but it would be funny to see i think this thor movie is actually going to be amazing so i was trying to figure out how because they've been leaking the pictures of hulk in that arena mm-hmm I forgot the Game Master is, like, one of the main bad guys of this movie. So instead of, like, the, I don't know if you read the Planet Hulk, where it was the Red King that was kind of setting up the fights, I think they're going to switch that to the Game Master, which is... You mean the, the Grandmaster? 
Is it the Grandmaster? I think it's Grandmaster. Okay, it's the Grandmaster. That guy, which is Brothers with the Collector mm-hmm. in the comic book, so I don't know if they're still going to do that. Uh, he's probably going to be setting up like war games between all the things he owns. Well, that that would make sense to tie the universes together mm-hmm. a little yeah. bit more because the Collector, Guardians. I think he, he's still going to have some stuff in Guardians and then I uh, probably in Infinity. Yeah, I would imagine so since it's in space and he's kind of a... Well, he, they kind of underpowered him in the Guardians, but we don't really know anything about him other than he was there. Yeah, he just didn't react. He didn't get hurt. No, no, he didn't. He get looked hurt. more annoyed. Yeah, my well, collection. It was his collection. It's minorly it inconvenient. Like, it's like coming in here, windmill punching every every shelf in here, and Chris just go no. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Zanky through a room. Ah! <laughs> over all his toys. Uh, the Guardians movie. I mean, we've seen a few trailers from that since we've been together. Oh, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. And I'm, as, as Toyetic, which is a, this will come up in, in later on, uh, one of the shows I'm ta- going to talk about. Spoiler. It's not a spoiler. I'm just going to say Freakazoid. They invented a term called Toyetic, and that's when something is able to be made into a toy easily. Okay. And Baby Groot may it's, be Toyetic, but yeah. it, like just seeing him, it just looks amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Baby you Groot. You instantly want to hold it. And, and somehow he's still going to, like, really kick some butt in it. And I'm kind of excited to see it. It was kind of a cool thing because James Gunn, the director for the movie, came out and said, uh, Baby Groot has no memories of when he was big. Like, he's a completely new creature. So he's trying to learn everything again. So Rocket really has a father kind of thing of teaching him things that he should do and what he shouldn't do because he doesn't remember what he should do and what see, he shouldn't do. See, I didn't, I didn't yeah. know all that. But that's part of me avoiding those kind of things. Cause it, oh, I'm sorry I ruined something for you. That's okay. I mean, just ruined my entire life. That's cool. <laughs> my summer is just dead now. And this is some uh, quick little Marvel news here. Uh, there's not much about it, but um, they cast the main characters for Cloak and Dagger, which is a Marvel character. Characters. I was big fans of them from the comic books ever since like the 90s and stuff like that. And then later when they joined the X-Men for some strange reason. Well, they always played a big role in, in Spider-Man. You know, yeah. in, in Maxim Carnage, they were a big part. Uh, Olivia Holt is playing Dagger and uh, Aubrey Joseph, um, which I don't know him from anything. I don't know either of those Holt, I think, is from like a um, Disney Channel, you know, teen drama thing. They're not both from a Disney Channel? No, him, he is from nothing. Like, he's played in one movie recently that we, nobody here has seen. Look, all I know is that they were the absolute worst to randomly get assistance from in Maximum Carnage. Were they? they just weren't I don't very. Remember. They just weren't very good. They're just not good. What did they do? Cloak uh, was good. Yeah, he Cloak was. came in and he like he knocked everybody out. He consumed the entire screen and knocked everybody out. But if you had him for a boss fight, he didn't do anything to the boss. Ah. Yeah, man. and then Dagger would come in and she'd shoot little light daggers and uh and miss everything. <laughs> so kind of a weird thing. I don't know how much I'll keep up with Kevin Smith, but usually he talks about things he's really into. Oh no, I'm 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 I follow Kevin Smith on tons of stuff, okay. Twitter, Instagram, mm-hmm. and he puts everything he's doing. Man, he loves his nerd stuff. He does. He does, and he uh, embraces all of it. He's a huge fan of the show Flash, and he directs several episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a big thing. Supergirl for too, right? He's he's done an episode of Supergirl, and I think he's probably going to end up doing every show on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't surprise me at all that he's he's doing something with Spawn. Yeah, it's just weird. I've never heard him say anything about Spawn. I guess he might know Todd McFarlane, too. So. You know, the whole thing is, is Spawn kind of dropped off completely. Todd mm-hmm. McFarlane kind of dropped off a little mm-hmm. bit, even though he uh, has some YouTube videos. His Facebook is so awesome. Like, every day he posts, like, a live drawing. Uh, yeah, I love drawing, I love so. his drawing stuff. 
So Kevin Smith is doing a Sam and Twitch TV series for an American BBC uh, channel. And um, Sam and Twitch were the two detectives, the two detectives yeah. for the, in the universe, which is just a weird thing to make it. I think they were on actually the, the HBO TV show, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen the HBO one in a long time. I was watching some of it just the other week, but, you know, I fell asleep. Nice. See, he was attached to Buckaroo Banzai. He was going to redo that show, if y'all remember that movie. Had Peter Weller in it, the original RoboCop. I know who Peter Weller is. Yeah, no. <laughs> just for, that was for the listeners that didn't know who he was. And Buckaroo Banzai was a, a surgeon, a test pilot. Of course lead, he was. Lead singer of a band. I think he might have been a quarterback and like a scientist it's, and all this other stuff. It's just, he's like Barbie. <laughs> but badass. Peter Weller Barbie. Go watch Buckaroo Banzai. Anyway, he was going to redo that TV show. And then there were some problems with the rights to the TV show. Who owned them? So he dropped out of it. Uh, so he's not doing that now. But this week, I don't know, last week uh, when we were recording this, he announced on Instagram, I think, that he is working on a new Jay and Silent Bob movie. Yes. Yes, I saw that too. said the Clerks and Mallrats sequels are put on hold, maybe indefinitely. Um, but he is working on a Jay and Silent Bob movie. What do we need any more Clerks films for? I feel like we were consummately satisfied in that final yeah after the first one i was satisfied I yeah didn't really need the second one was pretty good yeah, but i okay. mean the second one really just ties it up as like we're happy with our life now yeah and you know what mall rats doesn't need a sequel i love mall rats for what it was it doesn't really need one because they even did that you know where they ended up at the end of the movie mm-hmm. you know and then they're like and but as for jane silent bob and suzanne Su- you know or suzanne with the monkey, the orangutan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, mm-hmm. which might be my favorite movie of theirs. Yeah. So we'll get another one of them. Mark Hamill at the top of his game in that film, boys and girls. <laughs> and then this is kind of one of the weirder announcements that I've seen. Netflix just kind of nonchalantly a couple of weeks ago go, oh, yeah, we're working on Castlevania. Uh, there's none of this that what netflix does surprises me what they do is they make a lot of great content or they make a lot of horrible content they just throw things at a wall and see what sticks and castlevania interesting franchise takes up supernatural aspects you know vampires i mean who doesn't like that but you know medieval stylings it just makes sense they go that route next warren ellis is writing this which did the uh, preacher series okay so it's got a good writer uh, they said it's going to be intense and bloody and gory and pretty much anything that they can get away with. They're gonna they're gonna try to put it into. It's gonna be animated too, which I don't think most people realize it was gonna be. Animated. Don't care. I don't yeah, care. I, don't about care. That I, w- I want to see it really bad. I, was I, really I love big fan. Actually, their their animated stuff I really like. I, I watched the second season of Voltron. Of Voltron is good. Really, I haven't, really I'm dug about it. About halfway through it. Right I now. even watched. Uh, Guillermo del Toro's Troll Hunters. Oh, and I've only seen a couple of episodes, but I like what I've seen. And I, I will say this: it may seem like a children's show, and it, and it is. It is, but it's entertaining, right? I mean, it's got all of Guillermo del Toro's people. Well, mm. when I say people, Ron I mean Ron Perlman. <laughs> but he he voices this character. When I first heard, it, I'm like, oh man, that is that's such a smooth voice. Who is that? And I'm like, oh wait, Ron oh, of Perlman. course. So Castlevania. Yeah, there's a lot of lore with Castlevania. I don't know what they're going to go with. I don't know if they're going to go with the, like, the Simon story, which is the original guy that had the whip. Mm-hmm. And then later Alucard came, which is Dracula spelled backwards, which was Dracula's son. And that was Symphony of the Night, which is probably one of the better games they've ever made. 
So there's a lot of lore to come through, and they really, like you said, they touch on everything. There's everything from aliens to werewolves and zombies and Loch Ness monsters and pretty much anything horror related in those in those video games. Yeah, so. I, I think it's gonna be. It would at least be entertaining to watch at least once, and that's really kind of all they need. If each person that's subscribed to streaming watches it, they'll be fine. I heard something on the radio about it that said it wasn't going to play out like a video game cartoon, which that's well, nice Warren Ellis is an awesome writer. So, I mean, the Preacher series is really good. I, I haven't really watched the TV show, but the Preacher series, the actual comic book, was really, really, really good, and it's really messed up. So it's a really kind of good guide of you writing it, so... Yeah, I read that comic through to the end at a very impressionable age. <laughs> Probably should not have. So, um, while we're recording this, the uh, Toy Fair is going on right now, which is kind of a one of those weekends every year, uh, along with San Diego Comic-Con, that I sit around my computer screen and just kind of cry to myself uh, for the whole entire weekend because of knowing how much money I'm going to end up spending because it's tons of awesome toys come out and get announced. Diamond Select... Um, I think I, I was telling you, I think I sent you a picture of them. They made the rooftop mm-hmm. toy of the Ghostbusters. If you buy all of them, you get to piece together the rooftop part of the first Ghostbusters movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's spread over like 15 figures. You buy 15 figures, you're able to build this big, massive, like it's as big as the, this podcast table. It's huge. Are you a god? <laughs> so it has that whole entire scene that you can build up. So they announced uh, at Toy Fair the second line that they're going to do, and it's going to be Firehouse sweet so you buy about 15 figures you can build i don't know how much of the firehouse they're gonna let you build is this is gonna be like the front facade but it's from ghostbusters 2 is basically their line so they announced vigo and what's the janos janos which is gonna be his first action figure <laughs> which is kind of awesome <laughs> he deserves it uh, but... why am i dripping with the goo <laughs> Uh, they also announced some of the like the last ones for the first line. So they're gonna like the taxi cab ghost. Oh, that thing's um, creepy. Yeah, the librarian ghost, which terrified me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the dog, the demon dogs are in it and everything like that. So it, the line's really cool. I want to get them, but it's also they're it's giant playset. Yeah, there's nowhere to put it. I have literally no room. Right for on it. top of your desk, right there. Yeah, yeah, but then I would want the firehouse too. Where would I put the firehouse? Right next to it. Yeah, it's on the floor. The floor get is new, gonna start. Get a new house. Yeah, I'm working on it. Other cool things that I saw that was announced. Neca announced a line. Neca does the alien and predator figures. Really highly detailed, articulated. Really cool. They don't really do six inch, seven inch DC figures. But now they are doing a crossover line. You remember when Dark Horse did those Batman, um, First Predator, Predator yeah. and then Superman, I think, uh, did Aliens and stuff like that. They're doing crossover figures with them. So they have a Joker alien. It's an all-white alien with a green dome, with a red mouth that looks exactly like Joker. And they're going to pack him in with a, a really, really incredible-looking Batman figure. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a picture of it. Wow. It's awesome. I, it's like, it's the epitome of something. I didn't know I wanted it until I saw it. Of course. And now I can't live without it. It's a Joker alien. It's a Joker alien. It's exactly what it is. I don't remember the storyline well enough to know if that happens in the book or the not. The Joker's dead at this point. Obviously. <laughs> so, But he does get the last laugh. Is that? Have you read the book? No. Okay. I, don't, I have the Batman vs. Predator. I haven't seen a Batman vs. Alien. The aliens, one. yeah. So they're doing they're doing an armored Batman versus Predator, and then they're doing a Superman versus Aliens, which it comes with the alternate head that actually has laser bolts shooting out of it. And then I think on the end of the year podcast, I talked about uh, 
Super 7 uh, getting the license of He-Man. Yeah. They announced all their next ones they're getting, so they're continuing the filmation line. If you're into He-Man toys, you already know this, but they're continuing the filmation line, which is going to do He-Man in that scale, um, but in the old uh, old school cartoon way. So it's going to be kind of, they're in the, the green boxes right there. Like they look like they just come off the page of the cartoon. Okay, so they're continuing that line. Um, and then the only last thing I saw that was really cool that I thought y'all would be interested in, uh, DC Collectibles makes a Batman animated series line. Mm-hmm. They're six-inch figures. They're making two scale to that. Remember the whole big giant Batman computer? Yeah. That had the big base, and the computer was like Huge. 20 stories tall. They're making that to scale to a six-inch figure. <laughs> <laughs> So it's huge. Again, it's one of those things I really want, but we're we're, we're not going to put it. It's because it's it's huge around. Next to the Tower. Yeah, I don't think it would fit up there. It's that big. It's huge. Toy Fair every single year is like this, the nerd's wet, uh, toy collector's wet dream. It really is. I want to go What about the giant penny? They got that out yet? Oh, it's like for the Batman like uh, cave? Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. (laughs) T-Rex. I hope it's the T-Rex from Toy Story, though. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it can sub in until you... (laughs) Until you finally get that order in. So we're going to go ahead and take a break right now. We're going to come back with Nerd Talk. And we're going to be talking about forgotten TV shows uh, that we still remember. That maybe you don't. Most of them are cartoons. (laughs) Uh, So we'll be right back. Nerds in a Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Nerds in a Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Nerds in a Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Hi, I'm Sam Jericho of SomewhatNerdy.com's Nerds in a Squared Circle. Join me... Snarf Chris and the dude with the headband. We talk about wrestling and more wrestling. Do you like wrestling? Yeah. yeah. Then you should listen to our podcast. Do you not like wrestling? You should still listen to our podcast. Someone to read a comms, Nerds in the Squared Circle. Subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app today. Nerds in the Squared Circle on SomeoneNerdy.com. Do you ever wish there was an easy way to find out what movies are coming out without having to go through the pain of Googling it? And did you ever wish you could get some random nerd's opinion on those movies? Well, your wishes have come true. I'm Billiam from Somewhat Nerdy, and I have a new podcast called Future Flicks, where I talk about every movie that's coming out during the week, and I throw in some opinions, facts, and even the occasional recommendation. So check out Future Flicks on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. There are several ways to raise money for a good cause. Some do it by running marathons. Some host high-dollar dinners. And some just do it by clever internetting. We here at the Watch Your Mouth Podcast employ a different approach. Wall-to-wall filthy f***ing language. Go to a grocery store, I'm like, I know exactly what I need. I get in there, I'm like, Yeah, the f*** did I even come here for? With our charity swear jar, every f***ed up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction. The motherfucker's a mouth breather. Gaming, movies, life musings, it's all here. Served on a bed of f***s and garnished with a crown of Shut the f*** up! How the f*** did we get here? F*** all that goddamn jelly bean! So if you want to hear us do good things with bad words, check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, or online at wympodcast.com. And remember, swearing is caring, so watch your mouth. And welcome back. 
we will be kicking off our nerd talk, which is our forgotten TV shows. And again, surprise, surprise, but some of my cartoons, at least they are for me, for the most part. Um, I don't know what you guys have in store, but uh, I know most of mine are cartoons. There's a, I feel like the 90s put out so much. The 90s and 80s was just it's cartoons. Like, if we can make a cartoon of something, we're, we're going to make a cartoon Let's throw it against the wall and see what sticks. I mean, that's why Chuck Norris had his own cartoon. Robocop and Rambo had his own cartoon. These are rated R <laughs> movies. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, kids like them. Let's just make a cartoon. Why not? Um, there was so much. So in the 90s, you had like you had that, and then everything that was an animal. Can we put arms and legs on it? Let's make it into a TV show. Robots, you had a lot of the Japanese stuff coming over then, too, where they were Power Rangers, a pure example of it. That's a Japanese show. They brought it over. They put English subtitles. I mean, uh, English actors, actors and parts in of, part it. of it. There you go. There's a whole show. Yeah, the 90s were awesome. So there's a lot of easy ways for shows to get lost because there's just so much of it. I can kick it off if you want to talk about weird animals getting superpowers. Mm-hmm. There's a show called Road Rovers. Road Rovers. They rovers. Were, like rovers. Ro- rovers. Like dogs. Dog. I don't know the show. It, well, it's it's pretty funny. It's by the same group that made Animaniacs, Tiny Toons. Uh, one of my other favorite ones I'll be talking about in a little bit, Freakazoid. He, um, it was a group of dogs that were kind of like outcasts or mutts or whatever, but they were they were dogs that ended up getting adopted by heads of states. Like president had one dog, uh, the president of Russia had another. I think I these world leaders, <laughs> these world leaders, all got these dogs that for some reason this group gave them super powers by giving them these suits and it turned them into more people instead of dogs, and they had all their special abilities. That those dogs had like so there was a golden retriever who was super fast of course there's all kinds of i forgot it's been so long since i've seen it but i just remember it was really kind of funny do they have a awesome theme song of course they did that's us This is 90s, this early is 90s. 90s. This is 90s. This was, uh, I think, following the coattails of Animaniacs and Pinky and the Brain. See, I don't remember this. I remember Pinky and the Brain. I remember Animaniacs. Well, like everybody does. Okay, so huh? this guy that did all those shows, who was an executive producer and one of the creators and writers for a lot of the the main character shows that you know when they first started, I got I got tons more with this guy. But uh, I'll let someone else go in between that because I mean they're all kind of related in the kind of humor. One that really sticks out in my mind was Mutant League, where these these guys are playing football, 
and out of nowhere, some radiation happens in the opening cutscene, and suddenly they've all got powers of some sort. So like okay, main... so so they got powers. I mean, so did they play in like an XFL type thing, or was it like? <laughs> well, I call it powers, but they're all mutated. So, so like, like the... the zombie has the power to fall apart. <laughs> right. The main the main quarterback, the main character, is the quarterback of one of the teams, and I just remember him like he'd get tackled. And he'd fall, like, his arm that was holding the football would fall off, but still throw anyway. So, do you remember that there was a Sega Genesis game? That's where I remember. Yeah, that's where from. I remember. It probably was one of those shows that, like, hey, this was did okay as a video game. Let's make it a cartoon. They're connected? Probably. They I would are assume so. definitely connected because uh, most most of my choices were connected to video games. And those, those were there was all a, just short There was a baseball one of the same. There was a mutant baseball league game too there's a football one because i had the football one but i remember there being a baseball one too well i missed that cartoon but <laughs> probably would have enjoyed that too that is that is kind of funny so they had a zombie one what else did they kind of have they had the lizard this lizard guy and i remember his name was razor lizard guy <laughs> his name was razor kid and he came from the other team and then he played on the side with the zombie quarterback he got wrecked and his tail fell off so they had to put him in this machine called the rejuvenator it was wonderful i loved it as a kid it was magical i'm gonna have to find this on youtube because i don't remember the show again i don't remember that show at all i remember the video game never knew there was a, a tv show about well it. it's definitely one of those shows that just tells you the entire plot in, 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 in the, the opening. opening sequence so if you go find that mutant league yeah like i said earlier in in the vein of the power ranger stuff there was a lot of those things they brought over was the guys in suits that mm-hmm. would the kids that would transform into them so there was vr troopers which was basically uh power rangers meets virtual reality that's the whole premise of the show and there's three kids and so it's a lot like superhuman samurai okay superhuman samurai cyber squad would be the exact name of it in japan that was a ultraman show and then they put it on American TV was Matthew Lawrence, which is... <laughs> I, I like how he, he would morph into him by playing guitar and yeah, get sucked yeah, into yeah. the cyber world. <laughs> and then probably one of my favorite ones out of a whole entire thing, because it was the most off-the-wall one, was uh, Big Bad Beetleborgs. Which the... I don't know if you know, the guy that was kind of like the leader of them was a throw-off of the mask versus Elvis that had yeah, powers. Yeah, he was like a ghost Elvis mask. mask and they yeah. had Frankenstein and Dracula and a mummy in the show <laughs> for no reason. But these three kids break into the house and the mask ghost Frankenstein dude gives them the power. So Beetleboards, it never made any sense. It never mattered. Though. But I never missed it. I've, I've watched it. And I don't think it lasted too long. Maybe uh, maybe a season. Three typical average kids inside a haunted mansion. Just by chance, free to ghost to make them Beetleboards. The again action figure wise for me, which I kind of always go back to the action figures. All these had amazing action figures. It's just amazing when one thing takes off and then other networks want to pick up other the, yeah. the rest of it. You know, if Power Rangers does well, the other stations are like, "Well, man, we got to get in on that. Thing. We got to get on that." What what Japanese uh? Show guy in a show can we, can we uh can we 
the Super Samurai, I still actually have action figures of. They're sitting on the shelf right there. I, just, I had some action figures. Yeah. I remember I had a t-shirt, Superhuman Samurai. Yeah, it was a big and thing. The action figures were way cooler than the TV show. <laughs> well, all of those shows were pretty terrible. Yeah, they were. I mean, realistically, Power Rangers, the TV show, wasn't super great. The, the new movie looks pretty cool, though. I'm pretty excited yeah, about it. I watch yourself as calling Power Rangers not super great, but... You rewatch they're not, it. They're not. I watch it with my daughter it. now, and even she kind of knows they're off. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm super hyped for the movie too, though. Yeah, I am yeah. too. Um, so yeah, the like the, all the those Japanese uh, trooper movies, TV shows, I, I'm really into. I dig them now. So yeah, well, that's kind of like Road Rovers. You know, they were regular dogs, and they get superpowers from some kind of weird suit, and they had a a, a central Zor, uh, Zordon guy type like boss, thing. Yeah. yeah. That helped them get around to things. It was interesting. Like, you go even to Captain Planet, they, they follow that same kind of... Yeah, with Gaia. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so following the same kind of thing, I, I there was a cartoon made by the same guy, Tom Ruger, uh, or at least he was the executive producer and had a lot of writing credits and things. He also had another show called Hysteria, and it was basically a cartoon that talked about historical things that happened, but he told them with these ridiculous characters... And it was it was pretty it was pretty accurate, but they would you know try to make it entertaining to kids. See, I don't remember this. Either. Oh my god, it's so good! Either. They had like a big bald baby, uh, and he was shaped like an egg, and he always oh, cracked his time. pants. And Father Time, yeah. and the oldest woman on Earth, and they're like, "How old are you?" She goes, "Well, I remember when dirt was invented, you know, stuff like that." They had loudmouth this kid that was loudmouth; he couldn't stop yelling, even in the most common things. He just. They had Frogger, this kid with this uh, really deep voice, and then they had uh, this surfer kid. So it was an educational show. It was an educational right. show, but it was entertaining. Okay. It was so entertaining. Yeah, like Wacko running around and saying all 50 capitals. Yeah, it was very much like that. That's still an amazing video. So. And it was Yakko, by the way. <laughs> uh, kind of still in the same vein as the kind of the learning show. I don't know if you remember a ghost writer. Yeah, I remember Not writer. Right. Writer. Writer. Yeah. Writer. Uh, so it was just this ball of light that hung out with these kids uh, and they solved crimes together. It was always like stupid crimes, like something went missing or they found lost somebody's dog or something like that. It's like Mystery Files of Shelby Woo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the show that, like, I talk to people and they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Ghost but it Writer was a, or Mystery Files of Shelby Woo? A ghost Writer. Okay. <laughs> this came Both on, of like, those shows, actually. This came on, like, right after uh, Wishbone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's I a did. story, Wishbone. But I think this one kind of snuck in, like, learning, like, words and stuff like that. Learning of words. Learning of, well, obviously, I didn't pay attention to it. So. We don't know where he came from. He just showed up one night. What is that thing? He's not an alien. What is he? We think he might be a ghost. Be serious. He wants to be friends with us. What do you got, Danger? What other show are you thinking Well, I mean, of? It, that show definitely helped with sentence structure. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Well, Darkstalkers, which is one that I actually know was attached to a video game. They changed all the backgrounds of the characters, but the good guy in that show was just a kid, and it was looked after by Felicia? The cat lady. The, cat the, blue, lady. the blue cat lady, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I tried so hard to be good at that game with the cat lady, and I couldn't manage it. Supernatural things, magic and sorcery, they're back. 
From out of the gloom stalk your worst nightmares. Ghouls, zombies, werewolves, vampires. You can't be sure what lurks out there in the darkness of night. We're the dark stalkers. Pyron, intergalactic collector of planets, wants the Earth. And he's going to get it even if he has to wake the undead. He summons Dimitri, Lord of the Vampires, to launch a reign of terror, to release a plague of monsters and bring humans to their knees. But other night warriors are on the prowl. Monstrous, awesome contenders with bizarre fighting powers. Immortal creatures locked in battle to decide the fate of the world. It's enough to make your blood run cold. What I, what I always stands because the video again the video game stands out in my head because I remember it the Marvel vs. Capcom characters they're in there their character designs on everything is freaking amazing I love all the character designs for that show the the video game yes well speaking of video game you guys remember Captain N dude Captain N now there's your there's your pinnacle of it's it wasn't necessarily a video game but it took every video game character and put it into one. and put it into one. It was, was, a, it was a Nintendo produced thing. It was oh a, yeah, for yeah. sure. Because he had a belt buckle that was a Nintendo pad. Power glove. Then he, he had, had the power oh, glove. He had, and the... had the zapper. <laughs> and when he, he would push buttons on the on the uh, on his belt buckle thing, which was the you know the control pad, he it would give him super speed, or he could jump mm -hmm. higher, or whatever the whatever it was. Mega around, Man was was he one ran of his around partners. Was a, a Mega Man knockoff because I don't think they ever called him Mega Man. No, I don't think so. But it was Mega Man, mm -hmm. and then there was Kid Icarus. Mm -hmm. Um. What's a, what's a big dude who's like dumb? He had blonde hair. Uh, oh man, he was man. I forgot. It was. I think he was a Greek guy or something. Sure. Whatever it was, but I mean, King Hippo was a bad guy on oh, yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think From Donkey Punch Kong. Out, Donkey Kong, and then uh, you know the Metroid One. Uh, mother. Mother. Brain. Yeah. yeah. She was. I think she was the main bad guy. Yeah. Again, why? Like we don't get that nowadays. We don't get like a, a random video game, and we don't get a cartoon around it now. Like, now we just get really bad things. Like, I don't know if you've seen the, the Sonic the Hedgehog new cartoon. No. Terrible. Uh, it's called Sonic Boom, and it's god-awful. I haven't seen it. <laughs> but, I mean, it was so ridiculous. It and it just took all this video game stuff, and they would go to different video game worlds. And it was like this teenager, and he wore like a Letterman jacket with an N on it. Yeah. I want that jacket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would, I would wear it now in a heartbeat. <laughs> You'd have to stash a light gun in it somewhere for people to understand. Oh, no, that'd probably be a bad idea. You might get shot doing that. With, but... a, with a well, it has yeah, <laughs> the with whole the zapper. Thing, the whole thing is orange. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, that's what I did. Captain N, the Game Master. Yeah, you know the only other show I've got is Mighty Max. I guess this goes to show just how like commercialized the '90s were. Every toy had a cartoon, and every cartoon had a toy. Yeah, was... you. So you were basically playing with Polly Pocket. Polly Pocket, that's dude all version, it is. but that... for dudes, right? But it's... awesome. <laughs> it's still, come on, guys. Yeah, like I had that skull cave thing, yes. and then uh, like there was an octopus one. I never had any Mighty Max tons toys. Of really? Never. I have the almost the whole entire collection in the closet behind me. <laughs> So, <laughs> the only one I'm missing right now is they made this really tall uh, mountain-looking thing that opened up, and it had like 30 I remember different seeing the figures of it, and yeah. I had it as a kid. I don't know where it's at now, though. But Mighty Max, I, I don't think I own any Mighty Maxes, because the Mighty Max figure was, so small, you lose was them, like huh? a quarter of an inch tall, um, and then they had the two different series of the Mighty Max one. One was smaller, and then there was a taller Mighty Max, but they're just big. Well, you know, that's very toyetic, and that brings brings to mind Freakazoid. And I, 
it this one is was an unsung hero back then and but the thing is a lot of people there's a huge cult following for freakazoid i mean it, it holds up it does it's, it's a weird weird show it's hysterical and it's very tongue-in-cheek about the superhero genre originally it was made um bruce tim developed it first off thinking it was going to be another superhero uh type show Oh, really? Yeah. And, and initially, uh, the other producers wanted it goofier and goofier and goofier, and he ended up doing the character design and then ended up leaving because he thought it was too goofy. And that's kind of... But it did really well for what it was. And the other thing that came on right after that was uh, Earthworm Jim. God, I love Earthworm Jim. <laughs> now, that was another video game turned into a cartoon, but it was turned done... Turned into an action figure line. Exactly. But it was turned, <laughs> it was turned into that stuff from the same guys that did... Freakazoid, Tiny Toons, Animaniacs, Pinky in the Brain. The same team that was behind those shows was behind this show, and it was amazing. It was, I think it only had one season, one or two seasons, Mm -hmm. but they were great. The opening sequence of this cartoon is Might be one of the best. Oh my god, Actually, Freakazoid as well. Freakazoid opening sequence? You could turn that into a drinking game. (laughs) (laughs) But Earthworm Jim, it was uh, also amazing. I mean, I, I can sing at least part of the song right now. Jim. The soil he did crawl. Jim. A super suit did fall. Jim was just a dirt eating, chewing length of worm flesh, but all that came to a crashing game. <laughs> He's such a groovy guy. He rockets through the sky. Cruising through the universe, having lots of fun. Here comes Earthworm Jim, you know that he's a mighty one. <laughs> I have the whole entire line of that too, sitting on the shelf right behind you. That is something that I, those are my original ones that I had when I was a kid that my mom just found randomly in a box one day, and I've kind of went back and kind of get all their accessories now. But that's I love our phone now. Yeah, that's another one that comes from a video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are so commercialized. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when I, whenever I was a kid, I was really sucked into those um, game show stuff that was on Nickelodeon. Yeah, like, you know, um, like Double Dare, Double Dare, and what was the one that Guts, Guts. Do you remember Wild and Crazy Kids? Yeah, I remember Wild and Crazy Kids. Which, if you don't remember this, this was a it was a, a quasi game show, like quasi kind of not really, but it was. It kind of took on a lot of that early '90s extreme type stuff. Yeah, so it, they would do contests was like. They're always outdoors. They're outdoors. I think they would just go to a school and like, okay, kids, you don't have to school today. You're just gonna do this. Yeah, and they had different color shirts. Yeah, they had like pink, blue. I don't think they ever really yellow. kept score or anything. It was just like throw balls into the hoop while you're sliding down a slide while other people are shooting pink paint at you. That was like the game that they would play. And then later it would be like all the kids turned into a royal rumble at the end. <laughs> King of the Mountain, King there's, of the Mountain, or Battle Royale. The there's a hundred each other. There's a hundred frisbees of foam that are soaked in water. Let's see how many you can get on the other side of a football field. 
it was always this weird game show stuff like that. They don't really keep score. They kind of did, but they were the hosts of it were three. Uh, it was two guys and one girl, mm-hmm. and I kind of remember them being very hyper over the top how awesome it was and i always wanted to do it <laughs> and their interactions with each other was always over the top too. yeah like they were the most happy-go-lucky over the top people ever welcome to wild and crazy kids the show that goes anywhere and does anything to find kids having fun with your host And it was kind of in the same vein, too. And like, I know it's kind of resurging now, but uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Mm-hmm. They're making a movie of it for some strange reason now. Like a, a live-action movie. Because why not? Dude, but that one might be one of the most popular shows that just didn't last very super long. And the last few of this like, kind of cartoon things that I remember, and I really want to bring this up because I, I heard it on your other podcast, Watch Your Mouth Podcast, how terrible a show it was. Uh, the World of David the Known that came out in the 80s. <laughs> dude, it was so bad. That show like, is amazing. Dude, it, it was like the the transition between mo- the morning cartoons and Nick Jr. Uh-huh. That was the transition. And as soon as he hit David the Gnome, you're you like, knew, oh, I guess I could go take a nap now. <laughs> you knew that cartoons were over. You're like, well, this is going to suck. <laughs> David the Gnome, that show is so awesome. He They're was all such on a Amazon. whiny little guy. Oh, my God. He had a fox. He rode a fox, man. Yeah, How that's awesome cool. That? That's cool. Yeah. And he fought, he fought uh, trolls all the time. That turned to stone. I don't know. You don't do that. None of the shows you talked about today uh, does that. Yeah. That's why David Nanone's awesome. <laughs> okay. You're not making a very strong case for your, for your opinion David here. the Gnome. And it wasn't like he fought them. No, he, he ran away from them and <laughs> outwitted them. Because he's small. He's a little guy. Well, well, okay. So Troll Hunters, which is a Game of Thrones show on Netflix, mm. it has a no has gnomes on there. And oh, they yeah. look just like David the really? Gnome. Really? That's awesome. But they're little mischievous... <laughs> horrible monsters mm. and these trolls hate them Remember uh, Pirates of the Dark Water? Oh yeah, yes. So that's that's not a forgotten show, right? I, I would say kind it's pretty of, forgotten because yeah, it's kind of because it was short lived even in its time. Yeah, I don't think I think it only lasted a season. And again, uh, which it wa- had such a great story too behind yeah, it. You it really wanted did. to know more about the broken sword and what the story behind and why like, he ended why, up with it. Why the Dark never Water got, was taken over the world? Right. And, you know, there it never got what I wanted from the cartoon. Yeah, it, well, it, it it ended before they could get there. Again, it's one of those things that I probably only remember it to this day is because it had an awesome toy line <laughs> of that I, I own a few of them still. But I want to get the big boat because they made the boat. I think I still, I don't even remember the main character's name, but he's golden. 
So, what are some forgotten TV shows that y'all remember that we didn't bring up today? Because there's hundreds. Tons. Just hundreds. Because whenever I, I Googled uh, doing the preparing for the show, because I had the shows that I wanted to talk about, and I Googled forgotten TV shows to see what other lists. There's like 20 million different things. I'm like, I remember that show. I <laughs> totally forgot about it. There's lists and lists, hundreds and hundreds of things. So, tell us some of your favorites in the comments below on somewhatnerdy.com. Or you can email them to us at somewhatnerdyradio at gmail.com. Good work. That was off the fly. You didn't even have to look at anything. I'm so proud of you. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And um, make sure you leave us a review on iTunes or whatever podcast app you're listening to. All the stars, please. All the stars. All just, the just, stars. just make it a nice five-star rating. And then if you want to say where we could use improvement... Oh, yeah, you can let us know, but yeah. just five stars. Five stars. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you give it a thumbs up to the video. And again, leave a comment in the uh, comment section below. And if you got an idea for any kind of future Nerd Talk shows, uh, let us know. We'd love to, love to hear from all of you. Yeah, we do love hearing from y'all. I know all y'all listening. We want to <laughs> hear We want to hear from you, too. There so. there really wasn't enough time to go into all the shows. No, uh, no so, so many more. We do want to hear. Like, there were some we talked about beforehand. I just totally forgot until just now. Uh, so, again, <laughs> this is probably one of those other subjects that there's. it's so big. We'll probably do another episode about this eventually. Well, we hope you like this one. And we've been your host. I am Snarf Chris. I'm Critter. And I'm Dane. There you go, buddy. There, you're there you go. <laughs> so we'll see you next time. Good journey, nerds. Good journey, nerds. Good journey, nerds. Good journey, nerds.